This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and ClearPay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Yo, dudes! Brian Altano is here. And making his first appearance on Gamescoop is Walter Lopez. Hello, everybody. Lopez on here. Also known as Snack Pack. And yes. Slopez. Everybody knows him as Slopez. Yes. What, oh, I don't, let's, do, let's do this. Now I'm on? No? Now I'm off? Now I'm on? Hello? Let's do this. Hello? I don't hear... You're, you're, I, yeah, I don't hear myself in my thing, but so, that's normal for this seat. I don't hear you in my headfoot, but you are coming... How about now? How about now? Yes. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Beautiful. But they heard everything up until then. Yeah, I don't know. I said, yo, dudes, and then that's I said, his name is Lopez. Yeah, now you're up to speed. All right. Sometimes, sometimes you need to peek behind the wizard's curtain, you know? It's true. It's true. You like that? You, you it's an old chestnut. You the wizard's curtain? What? Uh, I think Anthony wanted to join us today, but he's uh, stupid. He's preparing for uh, the, the burrito lunch oh he's going to. I forgot about today. this. Are you filming this? Yeah, we'll film it. Do you want to give the rundown of what's yeah. happening? Go. Anthony Gallegos is an eater. Mm-hmm. Kid can eat. He can put food away. He once ordered a cheese deep dish pizza and then ate three fourths of it by himself. Which oh my God. You, wow. that's, Dude, that's like yeah. the thickest, heaviest shit in yeah. the world, uh, and the most delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we had, we got pupusas last weekend, and before I could finish one pupusa, he had put he had made three disappear. So he thinks he can eat three burritos in a row, three veggie burritos mm-hmm. in a row. To be fair, yeah, there's no meat in these, so yeah. he might stand a chance. But still, that's no, a lot of beans. It, no matter it's a lot of beans and rice. I guarantee he'll do it. I just he's it, just going to be, be misery, distended stomach. Yeah, <laughs> leaning at his desk, crying the rest of the day. 
So look forward to a video coming soon of, of Anthony attempting to eat three burritos in a row. Your video needs to be, you film him eating them, mm-hmm. and then there's just, you know, 30 minutes later, dot, 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 yeah. and then you film just how he's doing. Yeah, he's sweating. And yeah. It's like man versus food at the end of every episode when he does the press conference. They're yeah. asking him questions, and he's just like, he's covered in sweat. Yeah. Which is every day for Anthony, I guess. Uh, yes, this is uh, Walter's first uh, appearance on Gamescoop. Walter does community stuff, community stuff for us here at IGN. Yes. Has a lot of friends, a lot of Gamescoop fan friends out there. Absolutely, I've been a part of his community for a long ass time. So yeah, you were a, a fan before you were uh, uh, working here. Yeah, true. I'm no longer a fan. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> that, that tends to happen when you actually hang out with uh-huh. us. <laughs> um, so South Park, the game, is coming next year. Amazing. I, I played it. It was called Tower Defense. I know, right? That's the weird thing. There's been several South Park games already. But, but now South Park, the game. The definitive game is coming, is coming right. right now. Uh, this is a big announcement on the uh, next issue of Game Informer. Correct, the, yeah. The cover there. But, I mean, the hook to it, right, isn't so much that it's another South Park game. It's that it's by Obsidian. And it's, it's this yes. RPG, and it's like it's not what you'd expect from. I guess what the hell would you expect from a South Park game? But, you know, this, you know, Obsidian, known for RPGs, and they're making like this one. Like, the what? Yeah, so and uh, being written by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, yeah. and they'll be providing the voices, which is awesome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so you're going to be playing uh, the new kid in town, and it's up to you to make friends and defend the town from a wide range of threats. <laughs> wow, I'm what, sold. I know, that's what the back of the <laughs> yeah, box is going to read. There's, there's a ton of like insane storylines they can pull up for this, and like you know, there's a long lineage with the, what 15 seasons of South Park where they've just done whatever they wanted. So yeah. I'm kind of interested to play. Uh, a game in a genre that usually takes itself so seriously, being just flat out dumb like this. I think it could be great. We'll see. We'll see. Indeed. We'll yeah. See. You I, remember, have to... I remember Virtual Springfield Simpsons, where I just wandered around and yeah. like, went through people's desks and stuff. Like, well, boring. And then you mentioned, I'll tell you, yesterday you mentioned the Simpsons game the Simpsons that game. came out in uh, 2008 or something. Which, you know, it, it meant totally well. It, it had all the characters, the animation, the art style was fantastic. Yeah. The, the Springfield was, you know, a living world that it was full of references to the show. But at the end of the day, it wasn't the greatest game. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see. Hmm. Did you play? So Altano played the, the N64 yeah, South Park yeah. back in the day. As you much as you could I vaguely think I did. Yeah, mm. I think so. I don't remember much about them. They were pretty unplayable, actually. Yeah, there hasn't ever really been a great, great South Park game. No. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be the first one. It's coming mm-hmm. for current gen platforms and in the, in the personal computer. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. Yeah. Got a PC. floppy disk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter, does anybody have any questions out there about this South Park game? Not that we yes. know a lot about it, but we could make some stuff up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daryl. From Twitters. That's right. his name? That's his, his, his first Darryl. name is Kind of a lot. It's Darryl Darryl from Twitters. Twitters. It's actually Twitters. is at D3Wizzle. Okay. He wants to know if uh, if they're, if they're going to be like, they're going to throw a throwback to the N64, like a uh, uh, soft park in the game. Yeah, everything's, everything's going to be foggy. You won't yeah. be able to see anything. Can't see seven or, or possibly right. DLC later on to give, a, give back a little to the fans and throw it. Because he loved that game, apparently. He wants to know if that's going to be in there. Why do you uh, love that game? I would say that they definitely won't do N64-related <laughs> DLC. I'm going to call that out right now. That's not going to happen. You're yeah. declaring Your that lock in. of yeah. the week. Yeah. yeah, sure. Lock of the week. Put it in stone. Um... I wonder if it'd be possible to make it like how big is that file for the original N64 game? Could that be an unlockable? It's the, the size the of game? a modern JPEG. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so it can't be hard, right? Just throw it in there. Yeah, but you know, why would you? I it wonder went, who if, made this N64 game. It was like an acclaim back then. Yeah, yeah. acclaim was doing the so those rights games, are right? completely lost. Nobody knows. Yeah, who has that right acclaim dissolved several years yeah. ago. I wonder where all of acclaim's right. I think they got they're, like they're lost in the fog, like the rest sold of their off franchises. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see. There's what eight people on Earth who would be like, "Oh, I get that reference." 
Right. So what, what's yeah, the point? I'm <laughs> bringing back the uh, of the N64 game. I just don't see that's mm, weird fan service to me. Wizzle. Yeah. <laughs> I have another one here from uh, Ken Diesel. What? Okay. This is very similar to the last Twitter name. Yeah. This guy wants to know uh, what character you guys are most interested in in, in, in South Park. Stan Marsh. It's <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. No, he's, like, I want to see a whole side quest with him where he, you know, vomits, vomits and takes over a strip club. Did he ever get done with vomiting? I haven't watched South Park in quite uh, yeah, some time. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. So he finally got over it. He got okay. over that growing right. and vomiting. Yeah, all right. I mean, obviously, there'll be, there'll be a whole thing where Kenny dies multiple times and yeah. they have to revive him. And... That is still funny. Yeah, it's still <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, it is. So, I, like Greg, I haven't watched South Park in a long time either. Do they still kill Kenny in every episode? No, they don't. That, they, they no, got it's it very there. rare now. In okay. fact, they actually explained in like the 12th or 13th Jeez. season why he keeps coming back from life. He's what, what's the answer? He's sort of cursed. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's a sort of like a Greek tragic hell for him where, you know, those people that constantly have to push a boulder up the yeah. hill and they get to the top and it gets too heavy and he rolls down. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, it's, it's kind of that for him. So it would be cool if they brought that into the game because it's actually a pretty interesting RPG-esque story. My favorite, my favorite character is uh, the gay Satan. And I was telling David, yeah. when we went and saw Paranormal Activity 3, and I was finally like, the movie's just ruined for me because it was so bad. I just kept envisioning the demon was the gay Satan. So every time <laughs> the, the demon did something, I just imagined him saying something. Butters is great, obviously. Yeah, Butters is yeah. awesome. I, was thinking well, I can't whistle if I eat too mm-hmm. many crackers. <laughs> Jimmy is a, if they have a whole stand-up comic level where he's telling jokes. I mean, that stuff's great. Yeah, uh, lots of great characters to pull from. Talking about it actually makes it, it could be it could be cool. This sure. game could it's be cool. a matter of how serious they take it, you know. And if people go in going like, "Oh, this is the new Obsidian game," rather than, "Hey, this is the new South Park game," you know, you, then you have to wonder like, if the game turns out to be good, why did it take what fifteen years to get a good South Park game? I don't know. It's yeah. so odd because you see literally every other popular franchise gets licensed to death every year on every platform. But South Park's just something people didn't really want to touch. And I don't think it's because Trey Parker and Matt Stone were like, "We're very." You know, secure with these rights here because those characters were on everything in the. They've 90s, been merchandised like, yeah. to, death. to hell. Yeah. yeah, so it's a good question. Yeah. One that I don't have the answer for. Okay, <laughs> just like all these questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other South Park questions? Yes. Walter? One more. One more. Carbonite ninety two. He wants. He wants to know if it, the, the RPG system in this game is going to be more like Fallout or Skyrim. Uh, so uh, <laughs> those aren't very different systems, are they? No. Like, well, I mean, if he's talking, what, 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 what uh, he's, I think he's considering Obsidian's behind this thing. He's wondering if it's going to be anywhere near like Fallout or. I mean, Obsidian did Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, and mm-hmm. actually, Fallout New Vegas did have a similar Skyrim system as far as morality. Yeah. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, your choices weren't black and white. You weren't moving towards the light side or dark side, kind of thing. So, you think mm-hmm. South Park game will work under that kind of a system? At I, all? I think, given the subject matter and the characters involved and the the entry level of people that were going to this type of game, it's going to probably be more dumbed down. I'd say it's going to be a lot more accessible than something, even like Skyrim, which is because they want to go. They want to go wide with this. Yeah, I think so. I mean, spread them wide. Sense. That's what go. they're saying. I think that's the team motto. <laughs> every morning when they do their jumping jacks <laughs> before they sit down on decks, spread them wide. Spread them wide. Softball game coming out. We should do jumping jacks in the morning. Yeah, good, uh, mm-hmm. good, uh, good luck with that. On the on the roof. We on have the roof. roof access. Yeah. Okay. Damon, do you know what I did Tell after we get work last night? Exclusives here at IGN. I do not know what you did after work last night. I bought a pair of gym shoes and I went running. No, you did not. I did do no, that. No, you, you, yeah. you bought the shoes and went running uh-huh. on the all in uh-huh. one go. Uh-huh. Well, so he like ran. I didn't run from the mall home, but uh, <laughs> when I got home, you ran to the cash register. I'll wear them out if you don't mind. What a joke. So, how did that turn out for you? Not too shabby. Yeah. I went a little over my. I'm getting. There's this zombie 5K. 
that I'm going to yeah, run yeah. this next year, and I'm excited for it. So I started. I figured if I originally I was just going to show up to the Zombie 5K and see how long I could last. It's an obstacle course, Brian. Mm-hmm. Twelve obstacles to run through, and you got flag yeah, like flag you, football. You finally found out the details in this. Yeah, okay. and there's zombies in the woods and whatnot, dressed like them. And, and if they're, they try, take, they're trying to snatch the flags. Up exactly. That's if, they, if they take your flags, you become a zombie, and then you you know you have to. And how can yeah. people participate in this? Uh, yeah. I think it's runforyourlives.com. You can, if you just put Zombie 5K into Google, you'll find it, and there, it's all across the country. And I'm doing that, but I was going to do it where I just showed up. Damn it, I was going to go to Seattle. I was just going to show up, and I was just going to run it as Greg Miller. Yeah. And then I was like, well, that's a lot of money to spend to get up there, and then just get winded after the first one and get, <laughs> and get it snatched off right away. So yeah, I'm training. So you're training. And training. when is when is the run again? If I do the Seattle one, yeah. it'd be in August. Oh, but you I found got out plenty of time. I found yeah. out it's two hours outside of Seattle, and the one in San Diego is an hour outside of San Diego, and they're adding more. So I'm, I'm holding off on registering for any of them yet. Hoping yeah. that they'll announce the San Francisco. Do you have yeah. to run two hours outside of Seattle? Yeah, if they do one in San Francisco, I'd want to do that. That sounds like a lot right? of fun. A lot of fun, yeah. Mm. God, I want to see the, 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 the persona Francisco. that is Greg Miller go from you know tweeting about Pachis and wing wings well, to see, uh, check out these new no, Nike that's the thing. shoes. If, you, if you start running, you can keep having Pachis and wing wings. Well, like I was going to stop. Sure. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I tweeted last night is that I'm not giving up on being fat. I, I call when people start dieting quitter. and working out, I call them quitters. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Hillary Goldstein, quitter. Yeah. A bunch of people are quitting being fat. I'm not quitting being fat. I just want to make sure that I don't waste. <laughs> Seventy, well, I guess seventy bucks to register, and then three hundred dollars in airfare to get freaking caught by the first zombie I see. It's not that much. I've been getting really good deals on that. Uh, you going Virgin America? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Under two hundred. Oh, One seventy-five. Okay. Last weekend was Thanksgiving. Was that just last weekend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a big shopping time here in the U.S. They call bit. it Green Weekend. Mm-hmm. That's what they call it. Uh, the Xbox 360 sold almost a million units. It's insane. Over Thanksgiving weekend. Completely insane. It is insane. Wow. Uh, to put this into perspective, they sold less than 400,000 units in the entire month of October. Wow. And then in one day, on Black Friday, they sold 800,000 units. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. And over the entire weekend, they sold 960,000 units, just shy of a Does million units in one weekend. Cyber Monday and Telephone Tuesday and Wacky Wednesday and the rest of those things? Mm. Or is it just Black Friday? Telegraph no, Thursday. So it's, it's the entire weekend. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if Cyber Monday has rolled into that, too. But they also sold almost a million connects, also. That's no, that's really the more surprising thing to me. I, um, well, now, some of those are included in bundles. Say, yeah, bundles. This mm-hmm. is bundles and sold separately, but your parents help you hook it up. <laughs> so, it's looking right at me. <laughs> the uh, the Wii and the 3DS did all right too. Yes, yeah, yeah I think I, the Wii. I, I did remember the number half a like, million, yeah, or something like five hundred thousand. Which is just like, I mean, I, I, they're they're cheap at this point, right? Yeah, they're nothing. I'm just surprised. Like, who doesn't have a Wii now? I don't know. Five hundred thousand people need it for the bedroom. You watch the Netflix on it. Yeah, that's true. Sure, on your big CRTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big be your big twenty seven inch CRTV. <laughs> so that means. Uh, that's 11 months straight for the, the Xbox 360 is the best-selling console in the U.S. Only one more month, and it will be ah, okay, the entire okay. year. They'll have uh, been the best-selling console. Beyond. Straight. Beyond. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. You're, the 3DS has also really been picking up. Yeah, which is odd. Uh, That's the really The fastest-selling portable Mario game, the fastest-selling Zelda game period happened this weekend. Uh, I forget the exact sales numbers on the 3DS, but it's, it's outpacing the, D, the DS's first year at this point, which mm-hmm. I think we knew, but now it's totally concrete. Yeah. But, Wow. It's, it's, uh, so it's the price drop that helped. And then price fi- drop I, think, I think it's, it's Mario Land. Finally, it's, 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 right? it's, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's really software. Like, speaking of which, Damon, 
Yeah. If I can take a quick aside about Mario. Yeah. You could totally play Super That's Mario. That's what I've been wondering. Right? I really want to play that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I played it. I played the first four worlds, five worlds, and mm-hmm. like there's like one section where like you could figure it out. You could stumble without through the it. 3D. Yeah, uh-huh. it's yeah. it's yeah, it's totally easy. Don't worry about it. Just as a reminder, my eyes are broken. I cannot see 3D. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wasn't looking. I, I wanted to play Mario, but I wasn't sure if I would be able to. How much I would be able to enjoy it without the 3D. So it'd be funny That's if one of your, your like right eye just spun all the time. <laughs> <laughs> my left eye has been totally. I don't know what's going on. Left eye right now. Um. So you like Super Mario Land 3D? I, I played it. I played it. But wait, that's not the same thing. I, I liked it fine. Oh, okay. It's more Mario. So you're not crazy like, yeah, like, and that's the whole thing. They're all like, well, I guess you know, once you get past World Eight, it gets really hard and crazy. And it's like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> that's does. still eight worlds I have to play through. Where I'm kind of just like, oh, I got a tail. Do, do, do. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's a, a perfect marriage between New Super Mario Brothers, which was like the great side-scrolling game, huh? and you know Mario Galaxy, which is totally all over the place. That'll, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I agree with you. You are free roaming the world, and I like that. And I had fun yeah. with it, but it was just a distraction. It wasn't anything I was compelled to go back to. And that's yeah. why when I got back, I gave Rich back the 3DS I borrowed. I was just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's great for a plane. Like I flew back yeah. and forth, you know, for Thanksgiving across the country, and I was like, this is great. You know, I'm having fun here. But it's not. You're never like, wow, I'm totally hooked here I remember, just, yeah, like Mario 64 time, right and, like I was like oh man I want to keep playing I gotta find that I gotta yeah, do this well, and, uh, Mario 64 was like a sandbox game almost and this feels more like you have these two minute long challenge levels you gotta rush through them as fast as possible collect three gold coins hit the top of the flagpole and get out mm. So basically, can. it's tough. So basically, I'm not the only one who like sees Mario and Zelda and just kind of like, eh, I'll put it aside because I got other games I want to get to first. I know you're not but I mean you're not the only one that's wrong. Okay. I think both those franchises, out of the sleeping giant that is Nintendo, who's utterly lazy the rest of the year, both came out of nowhere and did really cool things. So I'm actually surprised, but we'll see. We'll see what happens next. Probably more garbage. At this point, Nintendo has nothing planned until the Wii U, right? Or yeah. that we know of. That we know, uh, that in terms announced. of console stuff, nothing. For nothing 3DS... Like- there's, you know, Mario Kart's coming out. There's Luigi's well, yeah, Mansion, this Kid Sunday, Icarus. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's. Oh, some... Kid Icarus is still not out. Yeah, wow. It's not mm-hmm. out. That was like, with, like the big game that they showed with the 3DS. And, like, yeah. That's, they I have, forgot that's still Animal not Crossing. out. I mean, there's a bunch of their, their things that Nintendo fans love. I don't think there's going to be anything that really grabs anyone outside of that. But in terms of Wii, it's dead. It's done. Like, Zelda is the swan song. I don't, I don't think there's. There's like Fortune Street. Which is garbage. Oh, right, right, right. There might be like Mario Party '92 or yeah. whatever. whatever. I guess they're bringing Xenoblade yeah. over, but like that's that's a very niche. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah JRPG. for all the people that just bought their Wii's now, um, I hope you can go through the backlog of stuff because don't be sitting there looking at release dates, expecting new things to come out. Get Paper Mario. Yeah. Super so what, what, are, get, what are chances? Get, I'm sorry. What are chances? Uh, Zelda gets another like release on the Wii U. The same um, one. Like I'd, in, I'd, in I'd say it's Nintendo. I'd say 110. percent I mean, I'll wait for that. And it'll be in HD and it'll look great. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to wait for that, go for it. Will it have normal controls? I don't think so. I mean, they designed the normal entire game controls. around it. The entire <laughs> game is designed around <laughs> oh, yeah. it. Not with normal controls. <laughs> now with regular controls that adults can understand and not dumb babies. Speaking of selling a lot, Battlefield 3 has sold a lot. Mm-hmm. Not quite as much as Modern Warfare 3, but... But what has... Uh, Battlefield 3 sold over 8 million units. And any game that sells over 8 million copies is a uh, verified success. Yeah. So EA did fine on mm-hmm. that. Here's a pat on the back, EA. <laughs> I, think they've, I think they've shipped 12 million. Ships 12 million, yeah. yeah. But who cares about ships, ships numbers? Not Nobody? us, at least. No, not me. And I'm, I'm actually glad to see that they gave us both of those, those numbers. Because that's always interesting to see that you know they sold over 8 million, but there's still 4 million sitting on store shelves. So. <laughs> That's one way to put it in perspective. You would walk into a store and be like, this thing bombed. 
They're everywhere. <laughs> uh, and the battle, the uh, Back to Karkand uh, map pack is coming out soon for Battlefield 3 and coming to PS3 first, Greg. I so. know. To I guess, make up. I guess that's it. I guess the console wars are it's over. It's totally over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that you'll see on uh, Cyber Cotil's Day. That's when the PS3... <laughs> Cyber <laughs> Cyber Cotil's Day. That's when the PS3 will really make its mm-hmm. move in the sales and such. It's actually interesting if you... We've actually gone through and charted how many times Sony has gotten exclusives over Microsoft. And it's, oh, it's yeah, you, a total of like 10 days of exclusive DLC content over the course of both systems lifespan in every game. Whereas, you know, Microsoft is just, like, years ahead years in terms years of stuff years, like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they must You're talking just, about just DLC stuff. Yeah, just DLC. Stuff. Not, not Adding like up a, the time. Because, like, if DLC. you look at something like Limbo, obviously it had a year head start on 360. Yeah. That's not fair to, right. to say, you know. But just, like, same same content coming to both platforms. Yeah. 360 is almost always winning, except for in Battlefield 3, which I believe they've had exclusives on PS3 the whole time. Am I right that, that? That was the plan. Remember, they announced the first thing of DLC would be exclusive to, or early f- exclusive for PS3, mm-hmm. and then when they forgot to put Battlefield 1942 on the disc, they said, well, all our <laughs> DLC will be you know early for you guys. Yep. Yeah, I wonder how that worked out for Sony. It's like, Call of Duty is kind of a, an Xbox franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Microsoft has, uh, has, has made sure of that. So... EA sort of bet on the PS3, like to make it make make Battlefield Three sort of a, PS, a PS3 mm-hmm. game. Uh, they said they developed it for the PS3. The, the DLC is coming there first, but I wonder if that worked out, you know, for them. I wonder, like, are most people playing it on PS3? I, I I, it's weird because I, I, I think a lot of 360 owners are just like, oh, cool, that's there. But a lot of PS3 owners pay a lot more attention to stuff like that. Like when True. companies take care of them more, I think you guys are a lot more loyal. I say you guys when I look at you guys. You guys. That's fine. I'm, I'm totally used to being the uh, Sony fanboy. Yeah, sure. I have no. I am so biased. Yeah, but I, I think you guys get a lot more excited about that kind of stuff, and you notice it more than 360 people are just like, oh, there, that's that's that. I'll buy it. I think there's something to be said for the fact that I, whatever uh, that uh, I think yeah, PlayStation fans or like people who are dedicated to that console kind of are more dialed into the industry in general it seems and I know that's a blanket statement so don't get mad yeah. Xbox I'm making it too so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but like there's so many people who bought you know why Xbox sold so well right they bought the Call of Duty bundle that's yeah. all they want to play they want to do that they want to do Madden they want to play Halo they yeah. want to play bro games mm-hmm. well it comes down to like when you think about playing online with your friends which console comes to mind first yeah, yeah. and totally. Sony's still fighting that battle you know I don't know. Are they really fighting it? I don't think so. <laughs> it seems kind of like it's just well, whatever. I have some. Yeah. I have a couple friends who I was visiting over the break, and they're like, you know, they they hear me talk about video games. I'm writing about video games all year. We're all like very in tune to the industry. We're watching everything, talking about everything constantly. Yeah. Black Friday, they walk in and you know they go to some store where these the three of the biggest games of the year, Uncharted, Batman, and Call of Duty, are like thirty bucks each. So my friend walks in the store, spends ninety dollars, and he's like, yep. That's it for my video game endeavors for the year. And then he crawls back in his cave and just plays those three games. And yeah. Next year, you know, the groundhog will emerge again, and that's it. <laughs> my friends uh, back in Missouri were starting to ask me about that. Like, hey, what, what kind of, what could we get to play online together, and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. work, and I was like, I didn't even bother mentioning the PS3. Like, no. <laughs> like, can you imagine that I'm now walking four people who are going to play, you know, one game for a year. I'm walking them through how to set up a Bluetooth. First off, where to buy a Bluetooth headset. Yeah. <laughs> how to set it up to your system. Turn on the audio device. And the Xbox, it's literally plugged in the controller and then yep. we're playing left for dead it's and like good. Right, perfect well back to karkin is out december 6th on the ps3 a week after that on xbox and pc it's free if you got the limited edition of battlefield 3 uh 15 otherwise and greg uh yeah playstation vita yeah what about comes it? out in japan soon it does how soon december 22nd 
Somewhere right there. In the 20s? December 20s? No. Santa's going to have a, a busy night. Might be December. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need Santa. So I, I was watching Hulu Plus, and they're, uh-huh. they're running these uh, Best Buy commercials on Hulu Plus. Turn on the phone. Have you seen Best these Buy. Game On Santa commercials? No. 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 This girl shopping at, at Best Buy, then the prices are so cheap on stuff, she can afford to buy a lot of gifts. So she, when she gets home, she stuffs her whole family's stockings oh, with gifts. I did see this one. And when Santa shows up, there's no room for him to place his gifts. And so she's standing there, and she's like smugly mocking him. She's like, oh, I guess I didn't leave any room for you. No, this is awkward. <laughs> and like, I think that it's such a mean-spirited commercial. Yeah, it's it's a like, Santa Claus has shown up to like give you presents, and you're like, eh, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. old man. All right, I think you might be reading a little bit, too. And you're overlooking the fact, I think she is incredibly attractive, that girl. I, she looks familiar. Where, where have I, I seen know. her? She, I think she's got like the red hair. She kind of looks like that girl from Glee who had the red hair. She looks I feel like I've seen her somewhere else. But. Is she then like, I think also, she's like, I got a basement full of elves and 12 <laughs> reindeer in my roof. We don't even need you anymore. 17th. December 17th. Vita really stayed. I think she's a bitch, Greg. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Okay, go I'll for stuff it. her stocking, all right? She's, she has like 17 stockings up there, too. She doesn't look like a mom of 17. <laughs> <laughs> You can never tell, Greg. What does that mean? There's one way to tell. If you you have 17 kids, you're not an octo mom, you're a a, dog. What is that? A clown. What is that? You've had a litter of dogs. (laughs) A rabbit woman. Maybe she's a cat lady. She has a bunch of cats. That's true. That's true. Anyway, that are kids. PlayStation Vita, December 17th in Japan. Yeah. February something. 22nd. um, That's where the 22nd's coming from, I think. Uh, And we found out that. we found out how much the memory cards cost for yep. the PlayStation Vita. Uh, they're a bargain, Damon. They are a bargain. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> There's something all right. So the PlayStation Vita has no internal memory. Correct. You have to use these memory cards for anything. From It could be saving games. It could be you know, storing entire games. It could be for games to access the DLC. It's kind of confusing, and it appears that games will do it differently. Exactly. From game it's to one game. of those things where in classic Sony style, they're kind of leaving it up to developers, which then complicates everything and will bite them in the ass, I'm sure, in the end. But the bottom line is you need a memory card. Does it, to, does it come with anything? It, there's bundles. You can buy bundles that would have it. But if you just bought a Vita straight up, you would mm-hmm. not get a memory card. So if that. I wanted to a store, bought a Vita and a game, I couldn't save it. Well, not so necessarily. Game cartridges. <laughs> okay. Some of them will have like internal save data, but the unit itself has no internal memory. And they're leaving that up to publishers to be like, do what you want. Yes, that's how. Wow. That's what, what we can gather. Uh, yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's that seems uh, very chaotic. Yes. Yeah. So. You have to get a memory card. Uh-huh. The cheapest one is, is four four gigs, and it's thirty dollars. Which is, is that's so outrageous. The, the 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 problem here is that memory cards are so outrageously overpriced. Yeah. Like memory in general costs a dollar a gig or less. Like yeah. if you just look, if you're buying memory, like if you're USB buying memory sticks or something. Like USB that, memory or... sticks, SD cards, external hard drives. Memory costs a, a gig or less. Yep. And the more gigs you buy, the the more that goes down. Like you can yeah. get a five hundred gig external hard drive for eighty five dollars. That's seventeen cents a gig. But the cheapest memory card option on the PlayStation Vita is four gigs for $32. So it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy overpriced. It, they're doing the same thing they did with PSP, but the problem was then getting, you know, because it's a proprietary format, you can't go and buy a scan disk card and put it in there or anything mm-hmm. like that. You can't get a flash memory. And when the PSP did this, memory was expensive as hell then. Too. That, you know what I mean? Like, even flash drives, I remember in college, cost money. Right. You know I mean? This is and several years ago now. Exactly. And now we're at the point of, yes, you can buy a 500 gig thumbstick for whatever, like 80 bucks and be totally great. Yep. And now they're trying to nickel and dime you this for like, what, 32 is the biggest one, I believe, right? For the Vita? Yeah, 32 is $120. Yeah. Almost half the what? cost of the Vita. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Half the cost of a 3DS. <laughs> yeah. Remember when people bitched about how expensive that thing was at the gate? Yeah. yeah. 
And, yeah. and as usual, Sony's not doing itself any favors because they're not explaining any of this. We're hearing about it from GameStop rather from them. They just put out firmware 4.0 for PS3 this week, which lets you back up your Vita and communicate between your PS3 and Vita. But without us having Vitas and not having someone walking us through what that means, it could be as simple as maybe, maybe all you need is a 4-gig stick if you have a PS3, right? You're going to download all your games. You'll store them on your PS3. And before mm-hmm. you go out, you can say, oh, I want to play Uncharted today. And you download Uncharted in your thing and you go. And it's no big deal. Deal, but not knowing that, and only knowing, you know, I'm pointing at my iPhone, or you know, only knowing my PSP Go, where I load things up and forget about it. That's the disconnect, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, like when they announce this and they don't tell me prices, I'm like, oh, I want 32 stick. Right. I want to have everything on my PS, my Vita right. at all times. Mm-hmm. And now I, and it's like, no, I don't want to pay an extra 130 That's bucks ridiculous. for it. Well, and, you, but you guys are so right when you talk about, you know. Ten years ago, like they kind of could have hoodwinked us on this shit because yeah. like, oh, we didn't man, really it's know. So much money here. But now you go on like you know Newegg or Woot or any of these dumb sites, exactly, and they're, right. they're yeah. just like, "Hey, deal of the day, you know, thirty-two gigs for eight bucks on a flat on a USB stick." And yeah. you don't even think anything of it. Like we have USB sticks all over our desks at work with like four gigs, sixteen gigs. Yep, and we, yep. I never even think like this yeah. is worth a hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just leave them on the floor sometimes. Yeah, Sonny says they're going proprietary to try and curb piracy. Right, which is fine. But why does it have to be that expensive? You know, I know memory is not that expensive. So why? I don't know. Well, you figure they 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 might they could have learned something from their cameras. Remember, the cameras were the same thing. You had to buy the, their Sony memory, the Pro, Pro Duo, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and now recently, the CyberShots switched over the SD cards, mm-hmm. and they're selling a lot more, more competitively. You figure they they learned something from that. That hey, maybe if we made it just like a standard memory card, it would be a lot easier on the consumer. Again, it's what the 3DS uses. Right. I mean, give Nintendo all the crap you can, but when that thing came out, it was $250, and it had enough. It came with a memory stick. It's all you needed right there. Yeah, so it was was kind of a big deal at E3 when Sony announced that Vita's price was going to be $250, because at a time, it was like the same price as the 3DS. Yep. Now, not only is the 3DS cheaper, but you don't also don't have to buy these expensive memory cards. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm breaking GameScoop rule to use my phone just to verify, and I'm looking at GameStop's thing. And, ma- and this is another thing, right, because we don't know hard facts, because Sony is so far out on showing us what's happening. When the PSP released, it came with a 32-megabyte stick. So they gave you a little bit of memory to work with. But yeah, from everything we know, the Vita in America doesn't have any stick and bundle it with it, unless right. you buy the bundle that comes with a game and everything else in the carrying case and all this garbage. Yeah. yeah. Totally stupid. A dumb move. It's, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much it impacts it. I mean, for we're talking about people who you know pay attention, right? Like, the, yeah. it, like first off, it's a system that's totally aimed at the hardcore. Like that's what they're trying to get you with, right? Come play Uncharted, come play Super Stardust. These games that you know you like if you've played a lot of PS3 or whatever. Yeah. So people there would know at the entry level doing it, and maybe that does make the bundle sweeter. You know what I mean? Like because I was the first time I saw the their bundles out with the four gig stick, the small stick they have, and I was like, well, I don't, want, I don't, want, I don't want to buy that because I want a big stick. I want all this memory. And now that I know how much memory is, well, it's like, well, maybe I buy that and then see how this, you know, lifeboat pretty much to a PS3 well, you, you say that, but I think, like, if you've ever been to the launch of a, a console or, you know, a handheld or something like I've that. I've been there once or twice. Well, I mean, like, you actually, when you're in the shit, like, you're in GameStop, and there's, it's 9 o'clock in the morning or whatever, midnight the night before, uh, and there's, you know, 15, like, mothers in line for their kids. True. There's a guy behind the counter, and he's like, oh, you need yeah, this, you know, though, you need yeah. the backpack, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you need the controllers yeah. and the hat. And all this other crap, yeah, yeah. and you're standing there, and you're like, you don't need any of that stuff. So I yeah. think they're kind of banking off. Except of these, for the hat, you do need. Yeah, you the always hat. need yeah. the hat. Yeah. Um, but they're banking on people walking in and them going, well, you know, if you get the 32 thing, you know, you, you, or this one, you're only going to be able to save four games on it. But this, this, and this, like, you know, this will last you your whole lifespan, and you'll be able to do multiplayer, and like they'll, they'll, they'll hoodwink Whoa! everyone. 
Yeah, and that stuff just confuses and annoys parents. Yeah, I mean, if they say they're going after the hardcore, the hardcore are exactly the type of people that know they're getting hoodwinked when it comes to buying proprietary And when got first announced and all the specs came out, all the, like, the tech-savvy, like, community out there were like, oh, my God, handheld for us, finally. It's going to be ahead. And now they're smart enough to know that, hey, this is a total ripoff. Memory should not be this expensive. That's the thing. I think the hardware is still a total steal. Like, from what they're showing us and what they're putting in there, it's... 250 is a great deal. It's a, you're getting right a lot more out of the box than I did when I bought my 3DS at 250. That being said, I could open up this, my 3DS and start playing it and saving things immediately. And yeah. Who knows now? I think Sony will have to drop the price before the end of 2012. For memory? For, for the, either for memory or for the, the system. Oh, okay. Do we know how In order to it? compete with the 3DS. Like, 3DS now has a head start and is starting to gain steam, so it's yeah. like... Yeah. You know. Do we know how long it took before the PSP drop price? Because I remember people complained a lot about that. It was almost a year. Really? Was it? Was it 2006? When I, bought, I bought my first one after a year it was out because it dropped price. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I don't recall. I was on the outside looking in. Anyway, enough uh, talk about Vita memory cards. We have our winners of our Saints Row, uh, Saints Row the Third games and headsets from last week. Winners go to Gabriel Contreras of the Bronx, New York. Uh, he gets a PS3 copy. Craig Standridge of Tacoma, Washington gets a PS3 copy. And David Lara of Austin, Texas gets an Xbox 360 copy. Enjoy those guys. Those Please. should be going out to you soon. What's Look at you, you spreading the love all across the country. Yeah, right. Uh, this week to give away, we have, we have a Diablo 3 art and lore book. <laughs> the Diablo 3... Book of Cain. We all got these in the office. I, know, I, only, I only do the laugh off because they literally sent them to everyone in the all office. Of but I'm giving mine away to a, a game people listening. So if I you're so a, am I. If you're a, do you want to give yours away too? Do you still have I, it? I, I thought put, you already did. I put it in a pile. Yeah, I'm assuming sorry. it's I gone. I don't mind on Ryan Coleman's it's desk. On, it's on my desk now. I have about <clears> 10 to give away now. I mean, they're, they're, it's a hardback book. It's kind of cool if you like. Yeah, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a great book. Yeah, it's a great book. Uh, so if you want a copy of it, email us gamescoop at ign.com. Uh, give me your name and your address so I can just send it right out to you. And in the subject line, include the code word, Burning Hell. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't get caught in any spam filters. No. I don't think so. Uh, any other questions for us there, Walter? Yes. Justin Das. You guys should know this guy. Oh, no, Justin Das. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He wants to know... Is it um, pronounced Das? I've been, uh, in my head I say Das. 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 Um, uh, do you guys ever figure out if, if mummies were zombies? No. The argument rages on. The yeah. jury's still out. <laughs> I did. I, I still do firmly plant my beliefs that Frankenstein was a cyborg. That's all I learned from that. <sighs> so you're once again forgetting that Frankenstein was the doctor and Frankenstein's, Frankenstein's monster. monster. <laughs> <laughs> Frankenstein's monster was a cyborg. Frankenstein was a mummy. <clears throat> Here's one for you, Damon. Lay it on me. Yesterday, Uh-oh. I go to see a demo for a game. I, Can I, you say what game? Yeah, sure. Batman Arkham... Batman... No, sorry. Gotham City Imposters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, my, impre- my impressions are embargoed till a date, and I don't even know if I'll write about it. So, anyways, uh, I, leave, I leave the demo, though, and I pour myself a to-go cup of coffee, put the lid on it. I'm in a hotel. Yeah. And I go down into the hotel lobby, and I'm like, well, i got to pee before I go home. What do-? And, like, I look around, there's, like, there's no, like, concierge. I'm not with anybody. So it's your coffee. Yeah. So what, what, should, what should I have done? I- You're in a hotel lobby. Yeah. The concierge is very friendly. Yeah. I would explain to them... It's kind of far away, though. <laughs> I would say... Says the guy that just bought exercise shoes. You know? <laughs> I didn't buy them at the point yet. <laughs> I would say, you know, I, I need to restroom. Do you mind if I set my coffee down here for just a moment? Yeah. And I'm sure they would say, of course, of course. No. Get out of here. Let's go. <laughs> That's it's what I was in France. Sure. Did, you t- did you take your coffee I in did. the bathroom? I did. I took it to the bathroom. 
Disgusting. I thought about you the whole time, though, while I, while I did everything. Pete, I just peed. <laughs> I didn't do anything gross. Because I know you're not above doing the other thing in hotel bathrooms. <laughs> you know, I love to do the other thing. I, I'll poop anywhere I gotta poop. That's, oh, that's you're another thing. Right. I, have, I have some great stories. Me and Damon will finish. When I used to live downtown, we'd finish movies and be walking back to his scooter. And I would stop like a block early and be like, all right, see you later. I'm gonna poop in the W. <laughs> and one time I went in there and there was this giant party and Jerry Rice was in the bathroom with me. I was like, wow. hey. <laughs> All right, and we are now joined by Justin Davis from IGN Wireless, as well as Donald Muster, creative director at Chair Entertainment, uh, just released Infinity Blade 2 uh, to the world. Welcome, Donald. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Justin, what's, what's going on uh, with this Infinity Blade 2 business? Uh, it's a big deal. You can <laughs> read all about it on IGN Wireless. Um, the game is a ton what, of fun. Will you have reviewed it by now when, when this <laughs> when this episode is being listened to? This is getting very We're recording meta. in the past, just yeah, listeners, just so we're, you know. We're recording this early yeah. with the understanding that it's going to happen later. Um, will I have reviewed it? Yes. The review is going to be on IGM Wireless by the time you listen to it. All right. And so while you're listening to it right now, Infinity Blade 2 is now available in the App Store. It's $6.99. Uh, Donald, obviously, uh, the first Infinity Blade was a huge success uh, last year. It was almost a year ago that it came out, right? It was almost exactly a year ago. Yeah, it came out last December 9th. Yeah. So, uh, so what's what like what's what what have you been doing the past year? What's new in Infinity Blade, in Infinity Blade Two? Lots is new in Infinity Blade Two. I mean, we've spent probably the first half of the year working on um, lots of updates for Infinity Blade. And that was one of the things we wanted to kind of experiment with was what happens if we create a bunch more content for a game after we've released it and then just give it away for free. Hmm. And uh, we loved doing that. It allowed us to really refine the first Infinity Blade into a really, you know, just a really polished, expansive experience. And uh, and once we finished that, you know, finished adding multiplayer and a bunch of new single-player content, we got right to work on Infinity Blade 2. And, uh, and uh, you know, we're really happy with the result. I'm really proud of Infinity Blade 2. I'm, I'm actually wearing my my Empire Strikes Back shirt, which I wore on a, a, way more than I should have during the production of Infinity Blade 2 to kind of hopefully channel, you know, good good sequel vibes into the game. Shirt. Important question. Yeah. Is or is not Empire Strikes Back the best Star Wars film? It's not only the best Star Wars film. In my opinion, it's, 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 it's tied as my favorite movie of all time. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more than just the best Star Wars yeah. film. It's one of the best films. That is, yeah. like, that is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Uh, right. So let's say, uh, if, if you had to tell, if someone wanted to know, what, what are the three big things about Infinity Blade 2? So probably the three big things that everyone needs to know about Infinity Blade 2 are, uh, one, it's, just, it's a much bigger, deeper game. Um, there's just a lot more world to explore, a lot more deathless, uh, deathless, characters to defeat and destroy and there's a lot more custom ability um we really just kind of tried to take everything that was really great about the first game and just blow it out just really take every system and look take a hard look at it and make sure it was just really refined um and really really fun so it's a bigger game with a lot more custom ability and uh yeah we're happy with it the first game was such a huge success and it was like a lot of people took notice it was like whoa like mobile gaming this is kind of what mobile gaming is, is capable of now uh, obviously, as a developer, you always hope your game is going to be a success, but were you surprised at just how successful it was? Yeah, 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 for sure we were. Um, I mean, we we kind of, I mean, it was definitely an experiment for us. You know, for us, we uh, we looked at it and said, wow, our Unreal Engine 3 technology can run on these devices. Let's make something that really shows off the power of the engine. And, uh, you know, at Chair, we looked at it and said, 
how can we make a game that is really, really unique to these devices? I mean, to the point where we said, if our game would even work with a controller, we're making the wrong game. Mm-hmm. You know, let's really, wow. really take advantage of these, this touch screen. So did you, do you think it's safe to say that it sort of changed the direction of the company? You know, as chair, if Infinity Blade would have been a more modest success, uh, you know, would the company be, be doing different things now creatively than it is? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think we're just at a, we're at a really interesting time in the in just in the game industry right now where um the consoles are maturing to a point that is longer than most console cycles have mm-hmm. been for and sure mobile used to be five years and, like that was yeah, a hard rule exactly and, and now we're kind of past that we're kind of uh, i mean i don't want to get too meta here but it kind of seems like no, let's just, get meta we're just man. kind of in this let's do it yep. we're kind of in this weird time where the consoles are Stagnant's the wrong word, but they're they're mature. Yeah, right. That's, and that's the nice yeah. way. They have longer legs than these two. Yeah, right. And the games that are coming long out for them. Are... Well, I'm sorry. Well, I like the... long legs. Well, <laughs> me too. And and that's actually one of the good things about it. I mean, some of the games, some of the titles that have come out in just the last month are some of the most incredible games ever made. I mean, look at everything. Kind of have the entire spectrum. You've got Uncharted Three, that is probably, you know. Years yeah. ahead of its time as far as just a storytelling device, mm-hmm. and then you've got on the other end you've got you know Skyrim, and then you've got the new Zelda, and you've got Modern Warfare really changing the way we look at multi. I mean, there's just it's prime been- examples of all types of gaming coming out at once, and then you have the mobile market exploding. And so for us, it's just it's a time to experiment and a time to see kind of what the future of games is going to be. And right today, at least, Infinity Blade Two is what made the most sense for us to do after Infinity Blade. It's great. You talk about all the big games of the year. What's your favorite game of the year? You're, you, you can't say your own game. Uh, honestly, I've been so crazy, crazy working on Infinity Blade and Infinity Blade 2 that it's only been literally in the last three days I've had a chance to play any. I couldn't believe it. I fired up my Xbox, and the last time that I done anything on my gamer tag it was in february that's great whoa so, well no that's not great what's <laughs> no. great is that you like it's been there's been a lot of gaming goodness over the last couple months and yeah. now oh, yeah. you're gonna get to you're gonna get yeah. a crash course in like arkham city and, yeah uh, so that's what my pile is right now i've got uncharted 3 on the top of my pile then arkham city i played skyrim for about two hours the other night um i'm a few hours into uncharted 3 at this point Zelda, I've got sitting right there. So I've got them all just sitting there, and I don't know what, what should I play first. It's a good pile. Oh, I'm, I'm loving Skyrim. I just, I, it's consumed my entire life. And that's what yeah. I feel like. I feel like as soon as I get into Skyrim, yeah. it's, it's kind of done for everything else. I'm sure. like, okay, I get through. Yeah, you could knock you out know, some other stuff. First, I got to knock probably. out some other yeah. stuff. But so you work on Infinity Blade Two for a year. Uh, you release it. There's still a month month left in the year. So what do you are you relaxing the rest of the year on, on vacation, or is it right straight back to work on something else? Um, we're pretty we're pretty tired. We've we've been working really hard at Chair this last year to just make Infinity Blade one and two just these amazing experiences. And uh, so the team is now taking a few days of well deserved just kind of rest. And then and then yeah, we're, we're going to start. We're going to kind of get back into the studio and brainstorm about what cool stuff we can make to update Infinity Blade 2. So that'll be kind of mm-hmm. the next few months is us just really working to make Infinity Blade 2 even better and more polished and listening to what our millions of users want us to change mm-hmm. and make more refined. Are you uh, are you willing to talk about yet about what some of your content plans are? I think it's probably safe to assume that maybe more weapons or something like that's in the works, but sure. uh, you know, what are what are what's coming for Infinity Blade 2? Uh, 
I mean, some of it we have planned. I mean, the big the big one that we have planned and we're actively working on is is Clash Mobs, which yep. we've talked about a little bit, um, but not here. Yeah, and Clash Mobs. The idea of Clash Mobs is we really wanted to. We really are trying to look at these devices and say, how are we interacting with these mobile devices, and what's the best way to create a a community multiplayer kind of experience where you're only playing these devices for two minutes at a time, and so. Our idea was to come up with these things we're calling clash mobs, where imagine if you had um, you know, a daily or weekly challenge where you would have, for example, let's say there's a, a big monster that has 10 million hit points, and after 24 hours, it's going to run away. Um, but if it can be killed, every, you know, you'd receive some really rare gem or sword mm. or whatever, and you get one 30-second chance to do as much damage as you can to this guy. And let's say you take off 10 or 20,000 hit points. Well, that we store in the cloud and the next person that comes in gets their chance and if collectively you can kill this guy as a whole community you'll all participate in the reward and we think that's going to be really cool we have some really cool ideas for it and it's uh, okay there's a baby in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, probably yeah. the youngest uh, person who's ever yeah, been in exactly. here while we're recording yep and uh, uh it's, it's IGN Babe of the Day, right? Yeah. Literally. Yes, exactly. Um, so, go. yeah, and that's going to be cool. Um, so Clash Mobs, I think that's a great idea. I like the idea that does sound cool. of, uh, I, I don't know, um, I'm stealing this term from someone else, but like massively single player, where it's like, you're not, you're not, no, we do have a little a podcast uh, uh, cameo. Um, it's true. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> anyway. But uh, I just like that idea of people working cooperatively. You're doing your own thing. Um, it's not it's not overtly sort of a co-op multiplayer game, but uh, you can still you can still work towards a greater goal with people. And uh, I'd like to see more of that in games in general. Yeah, no, I think uh, I mean because to me it's all about how can we how can we push these devices forward? And you know we have this really cool I'd say more traditional multiplayer for Infinity Blade One right. where it's. It's synchronous. You're, you're match, matched up with other players. It's you know kind of head-to-head fighting, and uh, that's really cool. And lots of people love it. But I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the best expression of multiplayer on a mobile device where I'm playing it in line at the store or really quickly while I'm on the train. And so Clash Mobs is some of our reaction to that. Going, how can we make a 30-second multiplayer experience where you don't necessarily have to be synchronous and that's great is more expressive and that's something that's coming a little bit later after people have had a chance to maybe work their way through the game and uh, then clash mobs are going to be rolled out yeah i mean again well infinity 2 is a much larger experience and so it's going to take people some time to get through it and uh it's a big game it is a big game and and then we're you know we'll kind of hit you with clash mobs then we have lots of other stuff i mean we're uh, like you said i mean we definitely have lots of other cool enemy designs and weapons and items and things like that and uh we have some ideas of where we want to take it but that's what we'll kind of be figuring out next week we're going to sit down and i mean we really have every piece of content that we've created and there's a lot of it we've crammed into the game at this point and now we'll start working on new stuff and that's that's the big thing uh you know by all means read my full review to sort of get the full scoop but uh the big thing that struck me about infinity blade 2 is just how much bigger it is you know it doesn't feel like a radically different game infinity blade is still infinity blade but there's a lot more to do the first game was a little short, you know, you fought your, your ten battles and that was it. In this one, there's a lot more to explore, a lot more sort of branching paths to take, and the world changes, and uh, it's much, much bigger. And that's really, I think, the biggest difference from 1 to 2, certainly. Well, I'm really excited about it. I liked Infinity Blade 1, really excited to play 2. But before you made Infinity Blade, you made a little game called Shadow Complex. Yep. And my, my listeners would not be happy with me if I didn't ask you about Shadow Complex 2. And uh, what the possibility of that coming... Well, we, we've heard that that exists in some form somewhere... Uh, are we ever are we ever going to play Shadow Complex Two? 
Um, absolutely. Um, that's I mean, good. That's we, good news. We yeah. love Shadow Complex, and uh, so do we. And uh, we, you know, when we finish Shadow, the first Shadow Complex, we, um, you know, like when we finish any game, we kind of sit around as a team and evaluate what's going on and what we want to do next. And uh, we we did. We started really, really digging into and figuring out what uh, Shadow Complex Two would look like, and it's awesome. I, I it's it's one of the best games we've ever designed. Uh, it's very, very cool. Um, but uh, then this mobile stuff started blowing up, and it really made sense for us to to kind of explore that mobile space and see what was going on um, in that space with mm. uh, Infinity Blade. Um, moving forward, I mean, really, it's just it's just finding the right the right time and the right place for. Again, it kind of fits in with what we were talking about earlier, where we're kind of in this. Um, interesting time in the consoles sure. and kind of everything else, and we, uh, I think there's lots of people that want more Shadow Complex. We want it more than anybody, but nobody wants a Shadow Complex that isn't amazing. And so we need to make sure that we deliver it at the right time on the right platform or platforms, and uh, and just make sure it's everything we all want it to be. So we're, we're still trying to figure out the the business. Mm. strategy behind it but it'll it'll be there just be patient <laughs> we've been how long has it been is it was that 2008 two it's been two, no it's it was 2009, 2009. Yeah. yeah i guess it feels it feels longer than that. <laughs> yeah that was great it's probably my favorite live arcade game yeah it's it's up there if, if not my absolute favorite it's definitely up there well, well it's definitely my favorite kind of game i, I love sure, yeah i love that genre of game yep. and, did you oh, i guess you did so you didn't get to play uh insanely twisted shadow planet i you know what? I guess I did lie. I played that game. That game was great. And I loved that really game. Really fun. Yeah, yeah I, I played it from start to finish. Um, I got 100% on it. Nice. I thought that, uh, yeah, I mean, to, that's the kind of game I love to play. Yeah. And that game there's was a, great. There's uh, anybody anybody that ranks Super Metroid as their top. It's my favorite game of all time. And sure. I know a lot of people feel the same way. So Good pick. Anybody like that's tops in my yeah. book. Uh, well, do keep us informed for on sure. uh, Shadow Complex. Uh, but as for current events, good luck with the launch of Infinity Blade 2. I'm really excited to check it out. It's available right now in the App Store. It's $6.99. Listeners, check it out. And uh, thanks for coming by, no, Donald. Thank, thanks, guys. Appreciate right. it. Later. Uh, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. <laughs> listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Christopher Peterson did. He asks, when a game comes out, on 360 and PS3, which console do you play it on? How do you decide, and do you choose the same console every time? Just comes down to you, your personal preference, right? Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say Greg probably plays it on the PlayStation 3. I, I mean, it all come, for me. It comes down to what I get first and how, what kind of deadline I'm under. I, yeah, obviously, I try to play things on PS3 because I like. Well, let's say just, stuff. just not for work. Just if you're just playing a game for for yourself for fun. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought the question was for review. Yeah, PS3. And then, but like Dead Island, when I was reviewing Dead Island, they got me a 360 copy days early, and I wasn't gonna yeah. be like, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll wait. My review can be late. I yeah. used to be pretty much all 360, and I was telling Greg recently, I just shifted towards PS3. Like no. nothing. I think I just stopped caring about trophies, and I had moved. You and mean I achievements had, or achievements? And I, I had moved and unplugged my 360, and I forgot to plug it back in. And I was just like, hey, I kind of like the PS3 controller, like the interface. I was using it for Netflix and everything like yeah. that, and I just slowly started gravitating towards playing everything on PS3. There was no fanboy reason about it. It was just like, cool, I like it better here, so here I am. While I was in the shower today, Damon, I'm pretty sure I came to the conclusion I'm just going to play Mass Effect 3 on 360. Really? Why is that? Mm. I'm never going to rebuild my character on PS3, and it's just not worth, uh, you know, like it's not worth playing through again. Like I had, everything ended really well for me in, on the 360 version, and I don't feel like going back and doing it, and I don't feel like starting fresh on a PS3 version. Fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Fresh.
Uh, I play most of the games on 360. It's just for the same reasons you say for the PS3. It's just the environment that I prefer as well. Yeah. And yeah. the controller I prefer, I would say. I end up switching back and forth all the time. But right now, I'm actually on the 360 a lot more because, uh, you know, uh, the Forza 4, we have an IGN community there. And mm-hmm. then uh, Battlefield 3 and uh, Modern Warfare 3. Yep. I just play with a bunch of people in the community. So just it's a lot easier on, on the 360. Sure. Greg, you mentioned Mass Effect 3. I did. The next question is about Mass Effect 3. Z-O-M-G. Transition. Comes from Eric Shaleko. Oh, hey, Eric Shaleko. My question is, how will my, my Mass Effect save transfer from Mass Effect 2 to 3? I played Mass Effect 2 on PC. Oh, no. But I bought it through Steam. Oh. Will my save still transfer, even though I have to get Mass Effect 3 through Origin? Or will I have to play Mass Effect 3 without my choices carrying over? Eric... I reached out to Electronic Arts. You did not! I did. You dog! I got the answer to your question. Your Mass Effect 2 save should, should be stored in your Documents folder. As long as it's there, Mass Effect 3 will find that save file in your Documents folder. Look at that. All right. America. Take that, Sweden. Did you call Casey Hudson directly? I did. I call him the case. <laughs> I say, I'm on the case. Uh, this is J.P. Gill. He says, long-time listener. First time writing in. I know you've all been Skyrim, and I just had to write in to get your opinions we on the soundtrack. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. He wants our opinions on the soundtrack. Okay. He says, I must say it's such an amazingly beautiful and powerful soundtrack. I regularly get chills just listening to it while pausing to look out at the beautiful vistas in the game. It's absolutely an, ava- an amazing piece of work, and I consider it to be the best video game soundtrack of the year. Perhaps even the decade. Whoa! Huge kudos, Jeremy Soul, for creating it. Uh, I totally agree with you, JP. I was... Thinking, I, I keep going back and forth. I don't know if my final game of the year pick will go f- to Skyrim or Portal 2, mm. but Skyrim totally has my vote for game music of the year. The mm-hmm. soundtrack is incredible. It's really good. So we agree with you. Yes. 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 He also says, that, that, while looking for the copy of the soundtrack, yeah. I found that purchasing it through directsong.com before December 23rd will get you a signed copy of the soundtrack. Wow. Oh, wow. Already. PSA. The more you know. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. JP. This is Lucas. Thomas? Better. Go, go review some D- 3DS games. <laughs> Stop writing in here. Is there any chance Nintendo will make a smartphone for their games? Since no. this company no. is the only one that doesn't have one. Uh, I guess he means a video game. Yeah, yeah. It's manufacturers. Console manufacturers. No. I think it would be interesting to see that because at the same time, they would invest on the ever-expanding smartphone market. They would also finally have an excuse to stop making handhelds, which haven't been selling well lately. What? Well, we were just <laughs> talking earlier about how the 3DS we is We need selling. to get out of here. This, <laughs> yeah. this excuse of this billion-dollar corporation that keeps us alive every year. Also, if Apple makes a wireless controller for the iPad, will Sony and Nintendo stop making handhelds? No. No. Apple's too stubborn to ever make a wireless controller for their hand. No, but their, somebody else could. Somebody else could. God, I, like, I was just, we were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah, we were talking so, about the iCade and how it's not, not the right solution. Like mm-hmm. I, if somebody made a wireless controller for the iPad that worked well, it would be game over. The problem with that, though, is that you'd have to have every single independent App Store developer support this peripheral. Not only that, but hide yep. the fact that they were supporting this peripheral in the description of it. Because a lot of people, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding you. A lot of people, a lot of iPad supported games or iCade supported games. If you go and search on the App Store, you won't find that they're actually iCade supported. You'll have to go on forums and look up lists and stuff like that. Well, why would they hide that though? Because Apple, Apple is very much just like this touchscreen interface is the touchscreen interface, and it, we made it because you don't need buttons. So work with what you have because this is the future. <sighs> That's dumb. Whereas, uh, yeah, exactly. You and me and the rest of us as gamers were like. Dead Space, this is great, but I wish I could just have the some thing. controllers like, on the side, you know? As it is right now, a lot of... You hold on, you're having your hands on like a shopping cart. Well, it's like a Wii U controller. <laughs> as it is right now, only certain types of games work really well on yeah. the iPad. 
Yeah. And uh, they're the ones specifically that aren't usually trying to ape what consoles are doing. Yeah. They're the ones saying, this is a touchscreen interface. We're going to work with that. Strategy games, board games, puzzle games, that stuff is, See, is I think amazing on the iPad. It has, it has a lot to do with Apple being like, you know, dropping their guard a little and saying, okay, touchscreen's great. It's a great interface. But what if we let people attach a controller to it? You know? No, like, mm. They need to accept the fact that they made a gaming platform. Even yeah. though they may not have intended yeah. to, they did. Mm-hmm. So. Now just let us play everything on <laughs> sure. it, and they'll win. I'm imagining all the ringtones in a Nintendo smartphone. Do you have a friend named Mario? I it's don't. A name, Mario. Did you ask me that because I'm Italian? Yes. No, I don't. It'd my, be nice. My friends aren't all pe- characters from the Mushroom Kingdom. Believe it. Damn or not. it. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think Nintendo will make a smartphone. This is Vincent. He says, "I'm an LLFTW from London. Been gaming since I was nine. I'm now 26. Been reading IGN since 1998. Me too." Totally appreciate the time you guys take to make GameScoop. On to my question. The idea of a motion-controlled action-adventure lasting over 40 hours just doesn't seem appealing to me. Thank you. However, the recommendations and reviews of Skyward Sword all seem to point to nothing but fun times ahead. Mm. Can anyone, preferably those who do not have a lot of experience with the Wii, provide balance with their personal opinions on Skyward Sword's motion controls? Greg Miller. Sure. Uh, and, yeah, I, yeah, I have experience with the Wii. And uh, my problem is, yeah, I, I, and I, this is not a knock against Skyward Sword. I just don't want to play games that way. And it's, it is one for one, and it is really uh, it is smooth. But, like, I mean, for me personally, it, it, it's a bad experience because I like to sit on my couch and I like to play games. And I have a dog named Pratilla who loves to run down the hall and get a toy and come back and climb out of my lap. Mm-hmm. So then when I have to lift my sword up to do something, he's underneath the, the rope now <laughs> that's in between the nunchuck and the thing. And it's I'm short. You know, it's just like it's not how I want to play. I, yep. I've taken when I was playing to sitting on the ground in front of my couch and then, like, putting my arm on the table, like coffee table to kind of balance yeah. it out. Not because I'm super lazy just because I found that to be an easier solution. Yeah. I like Skyward Sword fine. Uh, I, I, I think I'm three or four hours into it. Uh, got my green tunic. I'm on the ground. I've met the weird pillow looking people. Mm-hmm. I've gone into what I think is the first dungeon which was actually created where I had to spin the eye for the first time make it like uh, yeah. dizzy. I enjoyed all that but when I put it down I took it with me to Chicago and I was like I'll play it there because I won't have anything else to play and I found myself playing more of 3DS Mario because I, when I want to play Zelda, it's just like when I want to play Skyward Sword. Or I'm sorry, when I want to play Zelda, it's just like when I want to play. Brian, you need to be, get out of here. Mike wants you. Uh, when I play Zelda, I want to play it like I play Skyrim, which is where I sit down and play for hours and hours and hours and on end. And so, since the game is so huge, it's actually turning me off a bit as to getting back into it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's one of those yeah. things where I just want to play other experiences, and I don't know. I, it's, it's I, one day reason. I'll get back to it, but yeah, that's the same reason why I never finished like uh, the Metroid on, on the Wii and all that stuff. Because after a time, you just get tired of all this stuff. This is from Graham. Says, uh, I know this isn't really video game related, but I figured I'd write it anyways. Until recently, I haven't really strayed from American TV shows. I watched a lot of good shows, but never really thought about watching any international shows. A few months ago, a friend rec- recommended Misfits to me, a British superhero show, and I was hooked. It has awesome writing, kept me hooked for the first two seasons. My question to you guys is, are there any awesome international TV shows that you would recommend? Spaced? Which space is good. Simon Pegg, yeah. Space is good, yeah. Uh, so I tried, I, I, I guess... I tried getting into that. It didn't didn't grab me, but too close to real life for you. <laughs> yeah, there's a really great show that a comedian from the U.S. David Cross wrote for the U.K. called "The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret," and it was one of those shows where they do this thing in the U.K. where they they film a pilot, and uh, usually doesn't go past that. But this one was one of the rare times where they gave him six full episodes, and I think they're doing another season. And it's got Will Arnett, so it's got two people from Arrested Development on it, mm-hmm. and it's about this guy who 
basically gets a job selling energy drinks in the UK, shows up, doesn't know what he's doing, and over the course of six episodes just completely runs his company and his life <laughs> into the ground. So if you can get What's your, it called? The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Marker. Gotcha. Is he asking for comedies or just any show in general? Just any show. Uh, Doctor Who and Top Gear. Mm. Fucking awesome. Yeah, for sure. Bookers. Sorry. And of course, there's The Office. Yeah. Which was, what, six episodes and a Christmas special? Two seasons, Two seasons. of six right. episodes, yeah, and then okay. a Christmas special. It's great. And the IT crowd is really fun. Really, really I funny. I haven't watched that one yet, but it's I've heard a lot of good really things. really funny. Yeah, it's great. It's on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, for sure. So is, so is The Office. Uh, this is Gus Ortega. I have played all the Metal Gear games. I didn't like Metal Gear Solid too much. I did, however, love Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence and Peace Walker. I plan on getting a PS3 soon. Will I like Metal Gear Solid 4? Yeah, I mean, if you're that invested in the series, you'll be fine with it. You'll enjoy yourself. It's interesting to hear people's opinions on that, you know? Uh, but as a Metal Gear fanboy myself, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll enjoy yourself. Our last email comes from Holly. Hey, Holly. How you doing? She says, hello, Scoop Crew. <laughs> Just want to say I absolutely love both GameScube and Knock and Boost podcasts. And I think you guys define awesomeness. Don't have a gaming question, but I will be turn- turning 21 next March. And I live in San Francisco. Oh, what are your favorite bars to go to in the city? Of course, my ideal birthday would be would involve seeing a Damon set at Rocket Room, but I may not be that lucky. So, what are some other fun places to go? Let's go to uh, let's go to Nikki's in Lower Hate. It's one of my favorite bars. I don't think Nikki's I've been is there. good. No, I, I like Nikki's. Nikki's, Nikki's is cool. Is cool. Uh, I like uh, over in the Sunset Underdog. Mm-hmm. I'm going there tonight. That's a bar. Yeah. Yeah. There's the organic sausage joint, and then across the street is another bar yeah. called Underdog. It's uh, Underdogs or Underdog. If you walk in and it's a closet and they're selling hot dogs, you're in the wrong you're Underdogs. Wrong Go across, across the, the street. street. Turn around yeah. across the street. Yeah. Eddie Rickenbackers. Eddie Rickenbackers uh, is fun, and Rick House, of course. Oh, great cocktails. Yeah. 21st yeah. Amendment. I like the craft beers. It's expensive, but it's fun. It's fun once in a while. They have good, that's a good brewery. Yeah. I'm spacing on the name of that. What's that place by the Mentreon with the. the Fourth Street Barn Grill? No, the other one. Where you can shoot pool. Um, oh, Jillian's. Jillian's. It's yeah. a good place. I love that place. Hobson's Choice is a great bar. It's a uh, that one's in the hate. Yeah, it's in the hate. It's a rum bar. They make their own rum punches from scratch. There play a lot of old school hip hop. Fireside in the sunsets. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, nice. Fireside. Fireside. It's really yeah. chill. At Churchill Market is a place called Churchill. Really good cocktails. Uh, uh, bartender there used to work at Rick House, and around the corner from there is uh, Blackbird. Oh That's yeah, really Blackbird. Blackbird's nice too. Man, we are alcoholics. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Zeitgeist. On a nice and day, like on a nice day, on a nice night, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like guys is great. You can uh, sit out back outside on the picnic table, smoke cigarettes. Maybe, maybe in, IQ will show up. Maybe in a few months we'll be getting a drink with Holly. Oh, we will spars. be. Yeah, what are we, uh, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, I think that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Brian. Thanks for being here today, Walter. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everybody have a great weekend. My name is Damon. This is Edgy and Game Scoop, and we're out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.